What's good, sports fans? Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider High School football show. I don't know why I said welcome back. We're just starting this up. I just feel like it's always good to have everybody coming back. Christian Pedersen. Tom Morrison, it's a welcome back from next from last week. This is like the continuation. So it's well, you know, welcome back. We're we're here still. You know? Well, we never leave. We quite literally are all contractually obligated to sit in this studio and always be here. That voice was Tommy Morris. No Laxina. Uh, Coach Simons is somewhere in the background trying to get her mic fixed yet again. We apologize for the continued technical. Yeah. I was angry after a ping pong match and threw exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I threw it really hard. Okay, so <laughs> let's just cut out the nonsense and say that Bodie Da Silva was banished from the studio for his horrendous Cathedral Catholic One running week score. timeout for yeah. Bodie. Bodie. Noah, you look, did you miss that moment of the show last week where Bodie called that it was going to be a running? Oh, you weren't in studio with Whoa, us. Whoa, okay. So, so, let's, yeah, let's no, so, okay. No, 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 no. Before the show starts, Bodie's okay. in here and he's like, bro, it's going to be a running clock for Cathedral on Helix. Jeez. And then he gets on the show and he says something about, oh, I think they're going to win handily. And you hear Coach Simon in the background screaming. That's not what you said before the you're, show, you liar. Here, I, um, I, I, I want to I stop you there because you're setting up a really terrible precedence where if we're ever wrong, we're just going to get called out the next week. So I'm going to. No, 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 Look, look, there is, there is, uh, we are all wrong plenty about wins and losses. Yeah. Oh, but, but I'm, but I'm there, outrageously wrong sometimes. No, no, no. There, There's a different level <laughs> of wrong, though, where you say that, one open division program is going to running clock another open division program. Like, yes. I'm yeah, not going to call, was I'm not, was I'm not gonna call anybody else out ever on a, on a take unless it is something ludicrous like that. Yeah. Um, so Noah, we're glad to have you back yeah, uh, in studio back. with, the, with, uh, <laughs> uh, with us this week. And, and let's start, let's start with the fallout from that game is that now saints and helix are both potentially number one teams. Cathedral Catholic is still getting a weird argument made for them being number one still. But guess what? The football gods have blessed us, and Saints and Helix will go ahead and play this Friday, so we don't have to wait very long. So that'll be the first game we talk about here. Just in case you guys are wondering, though, this is your first football preview show that you've ever tuned into before. We break it up into blocks of... We, we, we have like a, a, the main games of the week here at the beginning, and then we go about 10 minutes a block of, of 10 games, kind of getting you all around the county. And then at the very end, we got a pair of great interviews coming your way. Nathan Temple, the quarterback from Santana, and then Robert Tucker the third from Grossmont, a guy who, when Noah heard he was going to be on the show, was like, like he's, a beast. he's a beast. He's a beast. Fantasy number one pick. And I'm like, no, we don't do that with high school kids. <laughs> but Noah's trying to If we were smart enough, we definitely could. I feel like we could figure out a way to do it. Okay, this is another one of those, you have an idea, you someone say else it, do yeah, it. someone else Yeah, someone else is doing it. Just give me, we could be give me money. Millions. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else pay me. Everyone else paid. I'll just an ideas guy. So let's start with that first game. Uh, Saints is playing host to the Helix Highlanders. Uh, running clock. One of yeah. <laughs> there will be running. Bodie, I love you, man. I'm sorry. There will be sorry, running. Buddy. I wasn't I'm here. Sorry, I'm sorry. I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, because you would have said the dis. I believe I actually quoted you and said Noah would say the disrespect. He did. Yeah, he did quote that. <laughs> uh, so guys, Saints and Helix. What the hell? Um, I, I think this will be a great game. I really do. I think this will be a tight one. Like you mentioned at the top, I think both these teams are kind of feeling if they win this thing, they'll be the number one team in the county, which is something everybody wants to do for Saints. Sammy Scape with five touchdowns already. They have had four blowout wins. So the knock on Saints is they haven't played anybody yet. Well, they're definitely going to play someone because they're playing Helix. 
he looks like we talked about earlier coming off that massive win against Cathedral. Elian Noah, 473 yards, five touchdowns in just three games. So he's picking up right where he left off. I mean, this kid has been doing this since he was a freshman. So no surprise to anybody. I like Helix in this one by five points. That's, that's a good. I think it's going to be a good game as well. Um, the one thing about Saints uh, haven't really had uh, as tough of a hasn't had a tough schedule up to this point. I don't think their team that will come out uh, sluggish. I think their team that will be rested. Um, I feel like they match up uh, really well with Helix. Um, Helix, uh, sorry, San Augustine is more is kind of like a DBU type of place these last few years with great DBs. I think they're going to match up well, and then obviously they have the guys to come in and stop the run because they're w- uh, well rested. I'm going to go upset San Augustine by three. I don't know if it's technically an upset because they are the number or they're the higher ranked team. Okay. Um, I think I think it would be but, an upset if they beat them. Uh, I also think it's interesting that you comment feeling that Saints is the more rested team when Helix has literally already had their bye and has actually played one less football game. But that's just a comment on, on perhaps how tough and physical yeah, Cathedral Catholic it, like. They went through a like a two weeks worth of a game in one week uh, yeah. in that cathedral. Well, Catholic. and then Helix also they have a they have a, had a really tough schedule. I mean, you talk about the battle against Cathedral last week. Well, they have a loss to um, they lost Harriman to Harriman from, from as well. In yes, in overtime, and then Cajon was a, a very close game as well. So when you go through that week after week, going down to the last uh, to the last play, it's it's very stressful. And um, Helix has done a great job doing that. Saints, I think, yeah, you can make the argument, oh, they're going to come out sluggish, haven't played nobody, but Saints has, has proven years before that they're a well-disciplined program, and I think that rest is going to benefit, benefit them in this game. So for me, I'm, I'm watching two battles in this game. I'm watching can Mike Ambagshire and Connor Heffler and that defensive front for Saints actually do something physical against L.L. Noah because we saw footage, uh, and we'll retweet it, at SD Prep Insider on Twitter um, from the game last week where L.L. was running through Cathedral Catholic defenders, like hitting them so hard that they were blowing back. Like he is not a joke. Like he, 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 they, they're going to need multiple people to slow him down. Can they slow him down? Yes or no. My second one is can Angelo Peraza get up, stay up, keep that offense at a very high tempo early and often? Because Saints, I, I, I see this one as Helix wins a low-scoring game, Saints wins a high-scoring game. That, that, that's where I see this one breaking down. Yeah, remember these two teams too. They're they're hungry to play each other because last year was a great game. Oh, we haven't eaten the, the game. That'll be the TBT. Let that be the throwback okay. Thursday. Let's let's just man. Let there's the, just so much that's you could talk about with this game, and I feel like everyone's gonna get what they've been expecting this Friday. You're I gonna get like your money. It's gonna live up to the hype. Get your popcorn ready. Reserve those seats, cause man, I, I wish I could go to the game. I'll be at another game, but dang, I can't wait to see the highlights. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to hear the reaction show from us this weekend. Might actually get to get you calling in for that. Yeah, one. yeah, um, I get in. We'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. Uh, you got your popcorn ready yet for Saints versus Helix this Friday night? Tommy, any any more notes, or can we move on to the next game? Cattle corn, very overrated. Speaking of popcorn. Wait, wait, wait! Whoa! Ew, ew, ew. Wait, overrated? You're not saying that kettle corn is un? It's horrible. Terrible. Can't eat more than one handful without feeling like you're gonna throw up. It's true. It's true. It's true. Everyone, everyone agrees. No one has said no yet. So we're gonna put that on the poll. Uh, 
Ami Morris likes marinara on omelets and does not like kettle corn. You know what would be bad is Ameri- marinara. American or not American? Ma- marinara on popcorn <laughs> actually wouldn't be bad. Oh. I would be willing to try that, actually. Oh, you are a sick, sick, <laughs> sick person, Tom. What about, so- you, know, you know what's great is hot sauce on popcorn. I've, I've had pepper on Whoa. popcorn. Wait, like, like wait, what kind pepper? of hot sauce on popcorn are we talking about? Um, Any kind. You, I, like I, I, tapatio on popcorn? Yeah, you put it you put it in the bag and you shake up the bag a little mm. bit so it evenly distributes because you're always going to get that one bite that's way too hot and you feel like yeah. I'm going to die. But it, for the most part, it's great. Yeah, Black pepper. I'm that too, you. yeah. Put that idea. on popcorn. It's really good. Try the hot sauce, though. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I, will ha- I will have to potentially be I'm just, talked to. You're going to have that one bite that's too hot and it's going to ruin the rest of it for you. But until that happens, it's beautiful. All right, well, we'll put that on the poll, too, at... SD Prep Insider. And then we'll move on to our next game. Hilltop, the Lancers 4-0 playing host to the Morse Tigers. This one, uh, as we have alluded to earlier in the year, is the biggest game on the schedule for Hilltop. And it got even bigger with them last week winning against Valhalla. That was a huge win. Huge huge win. win. That just further solidified my theory that they're the best team in the South Bay right now. But this one would appear to be the roadblock standing between Hilltop going 10-0. and 0. So what do you guys see here? Javin DeAnda is a quarterback. He's listed at 5'5", five five, but he plays like he's about 7 feet tall. 1,000. Wait, he's listed at 5'5"? Five five? Yeah, unless I mess that up. So this we listed at. That makes me about 5'6". That's concerning. <laughs> do you think I put it in wrong? I, I, I don't want to speak ill of Andrew Wessling. Uh, <laughs> so no. Uh, yeah, so he's thrown for 1,039 yards. Maybe I read it wrong. That's also possible. Um, he's thrown for 1,039 yards so far this season and 11 touchdowns in just four games. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Serrano with 504 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. So pretty even attack there, both passing and rushing. But they're playing Morris, and the thing about Morris that makes them difficult is they can run the heck out of the ball. 986 rushing yards in three games. That's, if you do the math, well over 300 per game so there's nothing worse than when you can't stop the run because you can't stop the run you can't stop anything because you just flat out can't tackle the kids you're they're gonna win every time so going to be a group effort to, to wrangle the tackler spoken like somebody who witnessed the firsthand murdering of keegan baker earlier this season uh and what okay, run right. and what not <laughs> and what not being able to tackle a, a ball carrier can do noah yeah so um first i just want to congratulate uh hilltop on the season they're having uh that 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 win solidifies what they've been doing with that program over the last few years and how successful they are going to be by the end of this season. Um, it's going to be a tough one for them. Morris, uh, like Tommy said, they could really run the ball, but I feel like Hilltop has a high-powered offense too. I think if it goes in a shootout type of deal, I mean, even though Morris will be through the run and Hilltop will be balanced spread offense, I feel like it favors Hilltop in a way just because in a, they have so much to go with throughout the whole game. They have different ways they could attack you in different areas of the field that they like to hit. And um, the biggest question will be, can Morris cover Hilltop? I mean, yes, we talk about the run for Morris, but can Morris play defense and lock up and get stops? And I think this one's going to come down to the wire. I'm not going to pick this game because I feel like it's going to be really, really close. Yeah, going back to the Javin thing, you might be right. Maybe they they undersold him a little (laughs) bit. Maybe I, I kind of... Blew the cover there. Maybe that was kind of part of the whole plan there to, to just undersell him a little bit. But yeah, you're right. He is about half an inch and a half shorter than you. And you're definitely not five foot six. So maybe in his cleats he's taller. I don't know. Yes, he wears he wears six inch pumps. He's he also a junior, so maybe he grew in between the time they measured him and now. Just well, like we'll put it on the poll. We'll, for, yeah, we'll put it on the poll. Did did Javin DeAnda grow six inches so far this season? Um, 
look, man, all I know is that what I saw from Hilltop was an up-tempo, like, very legitimate West Coast college-looking offense type thing where that, that they got to the ball, they got to the ball, they got to the ball, they snapped it, they got to the ball, they snapped it. And the offensive line, man, credit, credit to them for always being ready because that sometimes is what throws it off, isn't the skill position, guys. It's having that O-line that can keep that tempo. So I see Hilltop winning this one handily. Uh, Oceanside and LCC is taking, uh, taking, taking the, uh, taking the North County back a little bit. This is a little bit of a throwback game. This is, this is, this is not necessarily for control of the avocado league, but this is for team that sits in second, puts the pressure on whoever is in first. So guys is Oceanside back. Are they the real, real deal? Or is LCC going to heat check them a little bit? I think they're back, but not fully back, back, if you know what I mean. LCC, well, first of all, for Oceanside, Kavika Tua, 654 yards and seven touchdowns, all purpose in three games. That's pretty dang impressive. He also plays a little bit of defense, too. And speaking of defense, LCC, oh, I'm not speaking to the mic properly. Sorry. No, that was, that, that's on my engineering. Okay. Um, LCC's defense came up with three interceptions last week, including a pick six. I put in my notes pick five, and I fixed it right there on the spot. I don't think it's such a thing as a pick five. But... Blow motion to make the pick five. Let me got a sec. Uh, no, no, that that's yeah. like if you're on you your own, so say one. the teams on their own goal line, they have to go 99 yards to score. And you get, like get a, a pick, and it's two thirds like of the way there. Ten yards, it's like a pick five. I was saying a pick five is more of uh, like when you get a tip drill or something like that that you didn't really do anything for the pick. It just kind of lands in your bread basket uh, and you take it to the house. So it's one of those. That's like, true. It could be like either or. I mean, we got to come up with it. So say it's a tip and he catches it and he runs a 103 yard pick return that's still doing something you, know? you get this no the tipper guy gets five of the six <laughs> points and then you get the returner guy gets one because yeah so you, you yeah. gotta pick five i'll tell you what we'll workshop it and we'll, we'll come back <laughs> next week with one. with the pick five uh we'll come with the whole varying degrees <laughs> of points get a make pick two <laughs> no we okay we'll split it should we pick it <laughs> Come should on, we, you know that commercial. You know that. Wait, 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 we gotta figure. Should we split that? <laughs> I'm on my way home. But no, what if? No, what if you pick the? No, no, no. I actually figured it out. No, I figured it out. I figured out what a pick five is. I picked it. I picked it out. Figured it out. It's when you, you know when a guy picks the ball off and he's running down the field and he's like a slower guy, and so he has to toss it to the faster guy who finishes off the touchdown. That's a pick five. And then oh, the, the other guy gets the one because you did the hard work. I can't believe I agreed with that. Yeah, that's because right. in the weirdest way, I was like. Wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> All of his absurdist <laughs> comments and statements that he finally gets that. Hit me with one of those more McPick twos before we move on. Let me get a McPick two. That, we're ma- that we're making that our new drop for the com- the during the commercial break. That's going to be the soundbite now. Uh, Tommy, you got in, you got any more uh, anything to get to on this one, or, or did we make it through everything? No, I'm just going to say too. Kind of we, we mentioned earlier, if if you have a game where you win by kind of a lot, you it's not a bye week, but you get to relax a little bit. And LCC had one of those. Marshall Euchre didn't have to play the whole game, so I, I think that LCC is going to be well rested. So I like them in this one. Uh, just uh, uh, notable players to watch uh, from Oceanside, Jalen Ramsey. He's a leading tackler for, not the Jalen Ramsey for the NFL, but Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I was going to say, that Oceanside. seems really yeah. unfair. Yeah. To, that's <laughs> where they traded him. Well, they traded him Oceanside. That's why he's a leading tackler. <laughs> well, Jalen Ramsey from Oceanside, he is a step up on defense going against a tough LCC offense. He's a leading tackler. And then Sean Ramsey, he's also from Oceanside. He has a pick and a forced fumble this season already. So look for him to make some highlight plays this week. Highlights. Um, <laughs> All I'll say is that from something. 
No. no I'm just trying to be like, no, I'm just trying to sing like, no. Pick two. Okay, I was really confused. <laughs> um, our final game to talk about is Montgomery playing host to Santana. Both of these teams at 4-0, and not where we would have pictured either of them to be. And we have Temple coming on later, so it's to be super nice. We do have Nathan Temple coming yes. on, although I don't think he listens to the show. Um, I don't think anyone listens to the show. And then I find out that people do when people start screaming at me, ah, you picked us to lose. Um, Those are more just angry DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Which are great. Uh, we love them. We love hey, them. any publicity? Good publicity. Uh, no, but let's, but let's be real. I almost though. made a let's, bad let's, joke. Let's you know real. the vibras. Let's be real, though. I don't think that any of us would have sat here and said, before the season, what is a week five game of the week? Is it Montgomery and Santana? No, but here we are, and this is one That's of the true. biggest games of the week with two undefeated teams and a lot on the state, uh, like a lot, of, a lot on the line here. So, no, what do you see? Uh, first, I just want to say... If when you're having a productive season like that, we're gonna notice you, baby. I mean, you got so yeah. We shout out the we shout out all the teams. You try to cover everyone. You get a win. We're gonna shout you out. But this one really caught our eye, and this is why it's in our you know beginning of the show. Uh, Santana, they're a really good, solid football team. They're fundamentally sound, and they just seem like they've been clicking on all cylinders um, so far this season. Montgomery's really turning around. It's really proud uh, for a South Bay team, you know, to really recover. Uh, their quarterback, Alexander Dixie, he has almost 500 passing yards and seven touchdowns. So, you know, they're airing it down south. Uh, Montgomery did well when someone, uh, when another team played them close. So I like that. Uh, Santana hasn't played a really uh, close game yet, so we don't know how they're going to act when they get hit in the mouth. A lot of teams, everything's fine and dandy, but when you get hit in the mouth by another team, how are you going to react? And I'm excited to see what, what happens in that game. I'm very angry right now because the popcorn poll is not going in my favor at all. I, you guys are all dumb. Everyone, <laughs> everyone should put hot sauce on their popcorn. It's, it's a you guys problem, oh, not man, a me problem. Get car fans dumb. I mean, you're, well, hey, you're just intelligent, just not in popcorn yeah, diversity. Yeah, everyone's got to try the, the hot sauce on the popcorn. Uh, getting back to the actual game we're talking about, Mon Santana has won their game by an average of 35.5 points. Montgomery theirs by 32.25. So two teams who've had blowout wins. So far on the season, that's pretty much all we've gotten to do is blow teams out. So this will be a, the first close game for both of them is what I'm predicting. For Montgomery, Alexander Dixie, Daniel Ortiz, Jaheim Williams, Xavier Brown have all played a part in the rushing attack, which has been great so far this year. They have 882 yards on the ground and 14 rushing touchdowns in just four games. So like I said earlier, a team that can run the ball well is always a winner in my book. So I'm going to go with Montgomery. I'll just wow. I'll just say this uh, to to close this game out and, and I mean congratulations to both of these programs for for reaching this point and this is not something that takes away from uh you know either one of these teams losing doesn't end their season in any way shape or form but I I mean I I I feel like the the winner of this game you you got to say goes on to be the hands down favorite to to be their divi to to win their division and uh be the favorite in D4 like this is the, this is the, I mean this might even be a de facto preview of the D4 title game so I, I, going on the more meta levels of football do you throw it all out there if you're if you're both of yes. these teams do you spend all of your bullets do you show all of your cards or do you go okay look there's a chance that these guys are also the best team in D4 no, you, we don't show them everything you you have to win right now because 
you can always add new stuff later, yeah, but you I don't agree. never know what's going to happen towards the, the end of the season. You can't get cocky and try and win without using all your bullets. You got to use everything. Yeah, and then a lot of it, too, can come from watching the film after the game this week and then seeing what kind of plays you could run off of that. So I think every, everything you have in the toolbox, you're using this Friday because if you don't, then it's going to be tough. Fair enough. Uh, before we hit the commercial break, just saw this on Twitter. I want to give a big shout out to Tyson McWilliams for getting an offer from Cal. T Mac, that's what's up, man. T Mac, that's what's up. You couldn't have done that right before we previewed the Saints game. Uh, no, he posted it 17 minutes ago. Oh, we blew it. We no, blew it. No, no, no. We were we were done with that game, but we were done okay. with that game by okay, 17 so it's his minutes fault. ago. Hey, he's a good. We were in the no, middle. We, in, we had him in studio. We had Cal's coaching staff for not calling him on time. That's true. That's their fault. You got, they should have called him first thing in the morning. Started yeah. the day. They should have called days. us to tell him that they're going to offer him so that That's we would true. know to announce. And then we could have just had him. on And we would have broken the story. And we would have told him. I would be like, we want to offer you a scholarship from Cal University. And then we could tweet uh, I would about how many. We, we, oh, no, then we could go on Twitter about how much good dude, we do for the no. community yeah. finally. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if this is illegal but for colleges, but great <laughs> idea you just had. No, seriously. Colleges should get like a celebrity or someone to be the official offer of the scholarship. Yeah. That's a good idea. So no imagine, but imagine like you got to commit. Like, you just, have, whole, Aaron, you just like, have Aaron Rodgers calling people yeah. up like, yo, you want to go play at well, Cal? You, can you video it and like you do all of the, you know, the kid freaks okay, out. So I, we're going to take it further. Each College has their own celebrity. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's what he was yeah. going. That's what he was saying. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was saying because he had one. Like, no, I picked no Aaron Rodgers because okay. he went to Cal. You could okay. have multiple. Yeah, yeah, that makes you could sense. have multiple if you wanted to. If you want, yeah. Like, like Tuesdays are dedicated to just. But imagine you wake up and then like, oh yeah, practice Aaron. So like, no, you go to San Diego State. Who would have been the SDSU alum? Marshall Falk. That you would you would have been like, yo, Marshall, I'm down. Marshall Falk. Oh my goodness. I feel like Marshall Falk would show up at your house. Hey, what's Ooh. up? No. I wouldn't want to offer from Kawhi <laughs> just because I'd be like, bro, like, you're not excited like, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, but why are you not excited for me? So I, I, He'd make me feel bummed that I'm getting an offer from San Diego State. Because <laughs> I'd be like, why are you so sad, bro? Do you not want me to go there? Uh, here's a that would just be of, a terrible a piece, recruiting Here's a piece of paper <laughs> from San Diego I'd be like, bro, what State. do you want me to do? He just throws a burrito in my face. I'm like, bro, that doesn't speak, bro. I was supposed <laughs> to give you this paper with a scholarship offer on it. <laughs> Alrighty, well, you are listening to what is Fun left guy. of our organizational. <laughs> sp- hit, hit me with a big pick too, and then we'll go to commercial. Let me get a big pick too. And a Kawhi. And a Kawhi. <laughs> You're listening to the Week Five San Diego High School Football Show. The, the, we promise the there the will be a continuation of actual high school football discussion when we get back. And as always, this show is brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. Welcome back to the Week 5 San Diego Prep Insider High School Football Show here in the Blast Radius Coffee Studios. Tommy, Noah, and Christian breaking it down for you. Coach Simons is still trying to get her mic squared away and fixed. We apologize for the continuing technical difficulties. Tommy Morris is the point man on this next block of games. The C block, starting with the C team, Carlsbad. The Lancers play host to San Marcos this week, uh, Tommy. Seems like a big-time game up in the Avocado League. Well, wait. Now that I'm looking at it, I think every single game has a team. Oh, there's two that don't have Cs in the names of the schools. Sorry, I went way off topic I'm there. Tr- but no, I'm trying, I'm, trying, was, I'm trying slowly but surely to get better every week as, as your producer. That actually, that's kind of insane. Okay, yeah, so San Marcos traveling to Carlsbad. Kyle Vassu for Carlsbad leading the team. In sacks with four and a half and tackles at 25. Carlsbad off to a hot start. I expect that to continue as they host San Marcos. The next game is Hoover traveling to Castle Park. Sorry, we just said something. Well, no, no, 
normally I come in and, and, and introduce the games. And yes. I had a speaking of hot start. Oh my! Fault. Castle Park is doing well this season. They're taking on Hoover. Your thoughts? But you you nailed the transition. Okay, as sorry. Well. My fault. Well, what I was going to tell you about Castle Park is they're coming into this game four and zero. They beat Parker by five. Hoover lost to them by forty three. So by process of if A then B then C, you know my favorite stat is common opponent records, right? So I, I'm going to go with Castle Park in this one. The next game we got here in your block of games is Christian playing host to the Central Union Spartans. Central Union coming off their first loss of the season seems to represent a pretty big threat at 3-1 and one to Christian. Yeah, two C schools also. We, we wasted too many of the C schools in this one game. We could have made it work, but unfortunately we couldn't schedule this out for everybody else. Yeah, uh, Central traveling all the way to Christian. Nate Stein for Christian is their leading rusher, 273 yards and six touchdowns in the first four games. We all know about Central's quarterback because he's the best name probably in San Diego, De Niro Osuna who's averaging 139 total yards per game. Christian likes to run the ball. I think they'll pull away with this one, but it will be a very, very close game. From the East County, we head to the South Bay for your next game, Tommy, and that is Modern Day Catholic taking on Chula Vista. Modern Day at 2-2 two and two has kind of climbed back into this one a little bit. It seems to me like this win sets them up for being back in the conversation. And I think they will be back in the conversation. I think they will win this one a little bit on Chula Vista, though. Guzman and Sally have combined for 486 receiving yards and five touchdowns in their first games. For modern day, Aiden Calvert off the hot start as well. Last week at University City had two receiving touchdowns and two running touchdowns. So maybe he will build upon that. I expect him to have a similar game. Maybe not four touchdowns, but a similar game against Chula. Yeah, I was going to say, that. that's pretty... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big prediction. I'm not going to put that on you, Aiden. Career yeah. all-time night. Uh, our next game that we got is Claremont, the Chieftains, at 2-1. and one, Coming off of a, I'll call it a shocker, a surprising, an upset, whatever you want to use in terms of, of the verb, but they beat El Cajon Valley to hand El Cajon their first loss of the season last week. So a 2-1 and one, Claremont takes on San Ysidro. And Claremont, a team, they had to forfeit their first game, but they have not lost a game on the field yet. So I don't know if you want to call them undefeated, but they, they haven't lost a game that they've played. Put it that caveat. Um, San Ysidro are still looking for their first win period. They came close in week one against Mission Bay, losing by one possession. I think Claremont, I mean, again, like you said, a surprisingly good team this year. I think they win this one. Uh, Mountain Empire is traveling all the way out past San Diego into the ocean to take on Coronado. Um, this can, one, Can we just show off the diversity of our city, the fact that we have the mountains and the ocean and an island and all this cool topography? Deal. We'll put it on the poll. Do you enjoy the topography of San Diego? Yeah, because uh, we, have, at, like, we literally have everything. <laughs> at SD Prep Insider <laughs> uh, for, for all the polls on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, I already used the phrase once this block, but I'll use it again, and that is Coronado uh, being back in it a little bit. And and it, to, to me, moving to three and two with this kind of a win signals that, that they could be back in it. For Mountain Empire, this is the chance to play spoiler yet again. Yeah, Mountain Empire... Had a tough game against Mission Bay last week for Coronado. Devin Schultz is one of their leading rushers, and he also leads a team in sacks. And Christian, you know I love the two-way players, so got to talk about him. I for thought you bit. loved common opponent. Well, that's my favorite stat to predict games, but oh, my favorite okay. He's type a of player. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, No, Thank you for understanding. For Mount Empire, Khalil <laughs> Whitehead, 212 total yards per game. He's their dude, so he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. If they can shut him down, if Coronado can shut him down, I think they have a win here. East Lake is playing host to Cathedral Catholic. Cathedral, obviously, the 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 centerpiece of discussion right now. Are they still the number one team? 
via power rankings, via public polling rankings, via just on-field strength of schedule. Like, uh, uh, one loss. Okay, great. I'm assuming that's not Panicsville, but uh, I, I don't. I, I was going back and forth when I saw this game. Is this the time that you want to catch them if you're Eastlake because you know that they can hypothetically be beaten, or is this the worst possible time to catch them if you're Eastlake because you are going to bear their full wrath? I side heavily with worst possible time. I'm always a fan of playing a good team after they've just blown someone out or after they've had kind of a lazy win. This is not when you want to play Cathedral. It should be their game to lose. Xavier Watson, 142 rushing yards per game. Jordan Allen defense has been all over the field. So, again, Cathedral is going to be very peeved, upset coming into this game. So, again, not a good time to catch them. Fallbrook is uh, playing host to Escondido. This is the game that ruins it. This is the only one without a C. Well, I'll find a C for you in all of this. Okay. And this is admittedly digging a little bit deep. <laughs> but uh, last week, Fallbrook had over 500 yards of offense. And Drew Calloway had 118 ah. of those yards. Like I said, a little bit of a stretch there. But Fallbrook maybe one of those teams where you look at the win-loss record and it's not the same as the caliber of the team that you see really on the field. So can this be the, their their foray into the win column, or does Escondido come away with the, the road win? Can this count as their first conquer? A lot of C's there. Sure. That. Escondido. Ha. So maybe we'll count this as a C. But yeah, Most people call him Esco. You call him Condido? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Condido. Got to shorten it a little bit somehow. Fallberg leaving for the first win for Condido. Robert Ramos with 100, 800, excuse me, 811 passing yards and seven TDs in their first four games. I think Condido will win this one. Victory Christian Academy versus Rock Academy. Uh, what conditions for conquest do you come up with? A victory Christian with a C, so still counts as a C block game. Uh, we'll, we'll start talking about the Rock first. The away team, Jacob Martinez, 190 rushing yards and four TDs in two games a season. Joseph Giddy with 152 receiving yards in those two games as well. Both those kids are sophomores, so that looks good for the future for the Rock for uh, VC or V Christian. Keep the C thing going here, uh, Grant Agasani with 557 passing yards and nine touchdowns. And on the ground, 159 rushing yards and one TD in their first three games. So kind of similar to, to what we were talking about earlier. He's going to be the guy with the ball pretty much at all times. They're going to try and make sure that he is the one-man offense. So these are the type of kids that you you <laughs> their, their jersey is going to be dirty after the game. So if he can take them to victory, they will. I, I like the Rock, though, as just a better all-around team. Finally, for this block of games, we've got Mar Vista at one and three playing host to Mission Bay at two and two. A decidedly nautical themed battle here, Tommy. Who do you see coming away with the win? I'm trying to think of a word to search for the C. You know what? I gave up. I gave up on this one. This is Christian. This is one where I give up. Um, I, I like Mission Bay. This would clash Orsborne and Evan Aguan. His name is Clash. Clash. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> It was the first word in my note. It was only the first, the first thing on my notes was uh, capital C. <laughs> well you know never said reading was my strong suit um yeah and it's spelled yep spelled with a c not with a k so yep clash there it is right there clash or was born and evan agon a really tough combo to stop i like mission bane this one jovan young and isaac maldonado for mv combined for 453 rushing yards and five touchdowns in their game again i think this will be a close one i think it will be a mission bay win by Let's call it six. Uh, we'll put it on the poll 
at SD Prep Insider on all the social media, Twitter and Instagram, reading question mark, yes or no? Sometimes. <laughs> the mood is right. Uh, I read I read three of the Harry Potter books growing up. And then when that fourth one came out, it was I just looked at it and just said no. Because it was way too long. You only made it through the first three. Uh, I guess at least you made it through chronologically the first three, and you didn't read like one, five, and seven or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, they, well, they got progressively bigger, too. What is she thinking? Well, actually, that's what she did. You draw you in, you know? And then just too much. And, and you know what? I only saw the first three movies, too. That wasn't on purpose. That was on accident. So I have no idea what happened four through seven. You could lie to me and tell me anything, and I believe you. Noah, uh, your thoughts on the Harry Potter series? Um, I've I've read. I haven't read the books like that, but I've watched all the movies. Like I love all the movies, but I haven't really. I'm reading. So is Tommy missing out on on not seeing uh, all the other movies? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you watch like some of them, you might as well watch the rest. I don't know. For me, it's like, oh, if I see what happens, I gotta see what happens next. You know Do I mean? you know who's Loki, the meanest character? Who? The Sorting Hat. Because he just judges people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally his only job is to judge you. Based off nothing. You're just sitting there. It's like, oh yeah, you're part of that crew. You're part of that. He's just a judger. I don't like him. What? I just, with somehow we stumbled <laughs> on like inclusiveness and yeah. non-bullying and I like that. I respect that, Tom. Yeah, he's just a bully. That's what he is. Well, we will end on that anti-bullying note from Tommy yes. Morris, and uh, we will say that we will be back after the break. You're listening to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 5 High School Football Preview Show. Soaring Hat does not want this smoke, Christian. Trust me. All right, he's got a meeting with the big wigs tonight, so he is joining us by remote. Bodie De Silva <laughs> from Scorebook Live, our correspondent who... Wants to put last week behind him. So, Bodie, um, I will oh, look. I'm, I'm going to do it this way. No top 10 discussion this week because Saints and Helix going at it this Friday keeps everything in the limbo anyway. Put that all to the side. Let's just, you know, you're sneaking away from a dinner. So, let's get you on for four real quick games. Does that sound okay? Yep, sounds good. All right. So, first game is that Saints Helix game that I was speaking of. This one seems like it's for all the Marvels. Seem you know the cathedral game kind of also throws in this weird one two three dynamic strength of scale. There's a whole lot of argument. Does this game settle any of it? Yeah, w- with those three teams all having each other on the schedule, I think obviously each game is huge because they look like all open teams, and they none of them want that road game. So uh, one versus two, we haven't seen that in the regular season in several years in San Diego. Um, I'm going to give Saints the advantage with them getting the quote-unquote home game, despite it being at Mesa College. Uh, I know people have talked about Saints haven't played the best schedule so far, but I think they'll come out ready. Um, and, and Helix will give their best to, to make a statement second straight week, but I got Saints here in this one. So you have two straight wins for Saints over Helix, dating back to last year's uh, championship game. You Do, do I get the sense that this – one propels Saints definitively to number one if they win. Does this one propel Helix? To, like, is the winner of this one the de facto number one in San Diego? Yeah, I think as of this point. Now, obviously, if, if Helix does it, they have the early loss on the schedule to an out-of-state team. But if Saints wins it, it may not be for long because we all know that the Holy Ball game at Cathedral a couple weeks away. So uh, that'll still mean a lot. All right, our next game is Hilltop. The Lancers 4-0 and hosting Morse. This one earlier in the season got a, got brought up because of it being what seems to be the toughest remaining game on Hilltop's schedule. Last week, they get a win at home versus Valhalla. Morse takes a tough loss versus Vista. So 
Hilltop might even be catching them at the right time, might be catching them at the wrong time if it's a bad, like, this does seem to be a huge game on both sides. Bodie, who is, who is this a bigger game for? Yeah, I think it's a bigger game for Hilltop. The, as you just brought up, the way both teams are trending, I think Hilltop, especially with them being the home team here, um, I like them to win. Morse had a disappointing loss last week. I thought they'd keep it very close with Vista. And Hilltop stepped up. They beat Valhalla last week in a tough game. So I like Hilltop to win here. Uh, Javin Deonda, Jeremiah Serrano leading a high-powered offense. And uh, Hilltop to stay undefeated, I like. And Hilltop to be best team in the South Bay? I mean, if they can win again this week, uh, the argument's pretty strong, I, I would say. All right, so we'll go up North County for this next one. Oceanside is playing host to La Costa Canyon in a game that has a lot of context on it. Kind of separate these two teams for us. Give us your take. Yeah, so uh, they're both definitely contenders for league now. They're not the favorites, but they both started out with league road wins. Uh, LaCosta's got to go two straight league uh, road games to start out here. But uh, the way that their defense has been the last two games, uh, they held El Camino to eight points. They held San Clemente to 13, despite it was a loss. Um, I think the the way they're looking, I like LaCosta in a road game here. They've got to stop Kavika Tua for Oceanside, but um, I think they're capable of that, and, and I like LaCosta to get a, another league win. Our final game before we let you go back to your uh, hoity-toity bigwigsy dinner um, is Montgomery 4-0, and uh, Santana 4-0, and a surprisingly uh, eventful game. I, this is not one that necessarily all of us had circled early on in the season as being such a big game, but it ends up having huge implications. Yeah, it's the only game in San Diego this week with two teams that are still undefeated. Um Montgomery, both teams' offensive has, offenses have looked very strong so far. Uh, both teams have a couple shutouts on their record. Uh, Jaheim Williams last week for Montgomery made his season debut, 187 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think a player like that will be the difference this week. I expect both teams to score a lot of points. I just think Montgomery will score more. Bodie, thank you very much for joining us. He is at SD Preps on Twitter and Instagram. Bodie De Silva, the scorebook live reporter for San Diego. Thank you very much. We look forward to having you back in studio next week. Yep, thank you. We welcome you to the week five San Diego High School football show. Christian Pedersen, Noah Laxina, Tommy Morris here in the SD Prep Insider Studios breaking down all the games. You just heard the group block the a block whatever you want to call it Bodie De Silva kind enough to join us via the phone lines I got a block of games though now that I'm going to be covering for you guys first up is SFC La Jolla Country Day three and one Santa Fe Christian four and La Jolla Country Day tons of intriguing uh, plot lines here mostly though how historic can the La Jolla Country Day offense be from a week-to-week basis and you know, how good can SFC be? These are a pair of teams that are doing phenomenal compared to what I think the preseason expectations were. And, uh, you know, huge, huge shout-out to both of these squads. This one will be uh, 3.30 p.m. at Santa Fe Christian. Our next game is Francis Parker. They are taking on the Menlo School. The Knights are a out-of-section team that uh, we don't, get to see a whole ton other than in the state playoffs. So first time seeing them here in the regular season. We got O'Farrell and Southwest San Diego. Someone is getting in the win column this season, this week. It is happening here and now. 
So I say, why not call this as the opportunity for O'Farrell to get the first win for their season? Next game, we got Patrick Henry and Benita Vista. Patrick Henry showing that they can flex the offensive muscle a teeny bit the last couple of weeks. They are 3-1. and Benita Vista, 2-2, and looking to bounce back from a tough one against one of the top-ranked teams in Steel Canyon last week. Kearney and University City will be squaring off this Friday night. University City and Gunner Gray looking to sneak in. Not sneak in, but, I mean, this would be a quality win. Both of these teams sitting in the uh, need-to-get-every-win-you-can type situation for the rest of their season. Uh, Scripps Ranch will be hosting La Jolla. This one, this is interesting. This is a 4-0 Scripps Ranch looking to remain undefeated. La Jolla at two and two is looking to take down a signature, like a, a signature win. It would be against Scripps Ranch. Scripps though at four and zero oh, has not had a bad week on the season yet. We got Point Loma. They are playing host to Olympian. Point Loma and Olympian both one and three though. That is one and three off of very very tough schedules. Sarah, the Conquistadors, they are going to take on San Diego. San Diego currently on a 15-game win streak carried over from last season. So, I mean, all of the expectations have to be, all the pressure, all the attention has to be on the Cavers. At 3-0 and this year, you know, 4-0 sounds good, but then you start, if they get past 5-0, and you just start talking about a trend now, and, and, and the Coach James and his team's, seem to just know how to dominate on and off the field. Army-Navy Academy, they are playing host to Excelsior Charter, and Borrego Springs will be taking on Foothills Christian. That'll do it for this block of games. Hit a quick break, and then we'll be back with I uh, Tommy? Noah? Would, would Tom, Tommy's, take, Tommy's taking this one? All right, Tommy is taking this one. We'll see if Coach Simons uh, can finally get her mic fixed, and we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 5 High School Football Preview Show. Christian Pedersen, Tommy Morris, and the, ooh, yeah, in the background is Noah Laxina. Calm, cool, collective. You know Calm, the vibes. Cool, you know the vibras. The vibras. Uh, the vibras on this show, as always, are brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. <laughs> For more, visit BlastRadiusCoffee.com and follow them at Blast Radius Coffee on all the social media. Noah Laxina has a block of games where he's going to bring them to you through his very unique offensively minded. Although I always bring up the offense part of it, and yet I always forget that you were the only kid in San Diego County yeah. that your senior year that had a thousand rushing yards and a hundred tackles. So you have defense. You know, so I have defense. All right. So, Noah, let me toss a couple games at you for this block. Ramona is playing host to Mission Hills. Mission Hills coming off a tough loss last week, needs a, a, a bounce back. Ramona can play spoiler here. How do you see it? Um, I got Mission Hills in this one. Uh, I want to shout out to Mar- Ramona. They're on four right now, but they've shown growth uh, week by week. They're getting better. Uh, two, they've had two tough one possession losses to quality opponents like Poway and Mount Carmel. It's they're just it's just tough that it doesn't get any easier for them. And they're gonna go against a, a solid Mission Hills team who's looking to recover from their offensive struggles against Carlsbad. They had fifty two weeks. 52 points the weeks the week before Carlsbad and then seven points against Carlsbad. So I think they're going to bounce back and they're going to turn around right before their bye week. Our next game that we got is Mount Miguel playing host to Valhalla. This one, a battle way out in the East County. How's this one going to go down? Um, 
I got Valhalla. I think they're going to bounce back this week. Valhalla, their key for them is just to finish drives. They let Hilltop uh, get up late in the first half last week, and then they're playing from behind when their strength is run the ball, play defense, let Keegan Baker do Keegan Baker. And um, I think this week they're going to get back to that. They're going to be able to move the ball effectively and control the clock. Mal Miguel had trouble defending Santa Fe Christian, who's a run, a very run-heavy team. And it's going to be another physical game for them. So it's I think um, Valhalla has the edge there. Just slightly or big time? Um, I don't want to disrespect Mal Miguel's sta- coaching staff. So we stick with the mountains and we have Mount Carmel playing host to Vista Vista continuing to impress after last week's win over Morse, uh, the Vista Panthers, man, they are, they are more and more looking like the real deal. They were on the verge, in my opinion, of being a top 10 team this week. How do you see it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Vista, they have the three headed monster with all those running backs over there. King Ghidorah, baby. Yep. I mean, they, all of them, you can name any single one of them can go off on any given night. I think that's the beauty of their team. Um, uh, a lot of times that uh, the thing in high school that doesn't get looking out for as much is your depth. And I feel like Vista has a lot of depth. When one guy gets tired, you throw another one in. Fresh legs against uh, unfresh legs. That's the key there. Um, I, I, I see Vista taking this one. Um, I think Vista is just going to be the better all-around team. Mount Carmel, they, had a tough, they got a good win last week, but I feel like this week they're going to take a step back. Orange Glen versus San Pasquale. Orange Glen versus San Pasquale. Uh, shout out to Kale Patterson. Um, he's a beast, man. I see him post his highlights the other day or every week, and he's just a baller, catching the ball, uh, running routes. He's r- obviously running the ball really well, and I think that he's going to go off again this week. I think you could slow him down, but you can't stop him. You can't uh, shut him. Dang, how, how's Alyssa saying again? You could slow him down, but you can't shut him out. I mean, that's right. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, well, his bottom he, line is, Kale Patterson is going to kill Patterson. He's like a yellow light. You can slow him down, but he's still, <laughs> he's still get going. Yeah, he's, he's still, still going. going. I like that. I like that <laughs> yellow light. San Pasquale, they played Torrey Pines tough, and I think that triple option for uh, San Pasquale is going to be a big factor in this game. Orange Glen's defense, you're going to see them running all over the place, going to the de- misdirection. Sooner or later, that's just going to wear someone running. down. Yeah, you would hope. Otay Ranch and Steel Canyon. Otay Ranch. Uh, I want to shout out Ethan Knight. He's a very special playmaker for Otay Ranch. Uh, he makes plays on both sides of the ball, and... I don't want to, even though his stats not might not necessarily mean Madden type season. His the plays that he makes are Madden like, so I got to shout him out for that. Um, Otay Ranch, they're coming off a very tough uh, week against St. Augustine, but I mean they played St. Augustine. Um, they dominated Point Loma two weeks ago, so they're gonna look back uh, to getting into that form. And um, but they're gonna have a tough opponent against Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon always respected as one of the top defenses in the league, and going forward into this season as the games go on the offense is getting better and better so look for still Kenyon's offense and defense to come together this week and get a dub against Otay Ranch Valley Center playing host to Rancho Buena Vista well for Valley Center uh Ethan back Bakeman and Xavier Jones the two receivers for Valley Center um look for them to get the defense to back up a little bit uh Valley Center is a very balanced offense they give you a heavy dose of running and passing but those two receivers have been highlight receivers this whole uh season a lot of uh, catches, a lot of touchdowns, and look for them to be the difference maker moving that defense back so they could run the ball. Poway playing host to Westview. Poway host to to Westview. I'm sorry, my bad. My freaking notes went away. Um, well, I, I, could, yeah, I can go fill ahead. for this one. And I can ahead. say that I voted yeah. for them to be in the top 10. Uh, for me this week, they came in at number 10. They're good. 
They're they're fifty burger good. They're sixty burger good. They put up a ton of offensive points. Noah, I know that you got to see them firsthand play against Olympian earlier this season. And the reason that I really am big on them is the defense gets better every week. And they, you know, they lost late in the game to Granite Hills, and that's a game that they win if granite hill or if their defense is a little bit better so i see that as as that particular problem is getting answered as the weeks go on so i I really like what josh butler and company are doing uh for poway we'll move on to imperial versus monta vista noah yeah so imperial uh they're a really good football team that what surprising what surprised me is that they're getting a lot of turnovers they have seven interceptions as a defense so far this season um I thought so, you were going to say per game. Oh, like, no, oh, that's that would be outstanding. But, yeah, seven interceptions in four games. So they're getting more than one, averaging more than one pick a game. Um, they had two back-to-back very tough losses, three point, exa- same exact score, 37-34. So two losses back-to-back this season, these last two games. So look for them to finally uh, push through this uh, this week. Monta Vista, they've experienced everything as well. They've, had a, uh, they've been blown out. They've blown somebody out. They've lost a close game. Maybe this week is their turn to win the close game. So um, look for the, to the, to, two of these teams to compete, but I'm going to go with Monta Vista. Grossmont is taking on Valley View. We have Robert Tucker III from Gross coming on with us later in the show what do you see here um i look for that that young man to go off yet again i saw it uh up close and personal last week against olympian he was just all over the field they do they do they're very smart because they do what every team should do find a way to get your best players the ball and they they put him out an empty yeah it makes sense when you think about it right um so they put him out an empty he's running back put him out an empty have him run routes he could go deep he could run the whole route tree they put him inside run the ball they could flare him out for screens he does it all and then their quarterback is really smart you have to be really smart to play quarterback in that ghost offense they like to take a lot of shots and i just think ghost gonna light it up like they have been these last few weeks and they're gonna do it again this week against value view I kind of, uh, this year more than others, kind of want, um, Tommy, care to share? Sorry, I just don't know how Instagram works. If, you know what, never mind, never mind. Never mind. If, well, okay, shoot. Wonderful contribution. You might as well. <laughs> always that was like the most when confusing I, I seven <laughs> seconds I've ever experienced. Like, what? If somebody posts something and then a second person, like, Restores it, it and then you respond to it as the next person. Does it they send reply. the message to the first person or the person who reposted it? Both. Shut up. He replied oh, to the two you quoted. No. So that's what we're doing, huh? <laughs> oh <laughs> man. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um look, can I, can social media one oh one, kids. Back to what I was saying though, is don't press I, send. <laughs> don't press send. Um, oh man, we'll wild. put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. If you ever regretted pressing yeah. send in the Instagram comment section, yeah. Another uh, thing, what, real what, quick. What? Another word of advice: Don't even type it up. If you want to type it up, type it up in your notes. You can't send nothing from your notes. It wasn't bad. Right? It was just, yeah, I know. Just I'm just saying in general. You're gonna type something up on Twitter, right? You put it in your drafts, save it in your drafts, but you could press send on accident. It's there for one second. Delete it. Everyone saw it. You type it up on your notes, get it off your chest, delete it, and then you're good. Which one of these things, if I screen, is it only Snapchat where you screenshot it and it tells a person? Yes. Okay. I mean, that, that's another thing that it, scares me. Okay. Let's hope so, based off all the snapshots <laughs> of Twitter you've sent me. <laughs> well, no, uh, no, 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 not even, like, bad things, but it's, like, like, like 
screenshot like can you believe this person posted this that's like so dumb you know what i mean like something yeah. like that even oh no you, if you screenshot it they won't say nothing okay yeah, yeah. that's why like I, I, it always sketches me out though again nothing bad it's just like you know it would just look bad as i was saying about gross Sorry, football though yeah, uh, gross, yeah gross dang, high part offense well no i i this season i really kind of genuinely want to see tom carlo coaching in a scientist like a lab coat yeah. Like he's like a mad scientist this he year, is. just like mixing up chemicals and just he like is. somehow producing gold. Yeah. Like and it's is. so tough to game plan for them because you try you can't. to, you can, they're very balanced, but they're still very, they're a shot taking football team. They're not afraid. They'll run the wheel routes. They'll run the double pass. You have to prepare for everything, which makes you less prepared for everything. Our last that game. Was like, I like that. that was like, that's 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 that was poetic. Po- talk to me. Nice. I was like, uh, uh what's the guy's name? Yogi Berra quote. No, no, no. That was real poetry. No, that, that was, was like poetry. smooth, like suave. Like you got to prepare for everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know the vibras. The vibras. You have to prepare for everything. You can't prepare for everything. Love that. El Camino versus Tory Pines. Hope you prepared at least something for this. Yeah. So uh, Kale Huffrich for Tory Pines has really been stepping it up. He has uh, 400 plus rushing yards in that um, Tory Pines offense. That wing T. I think they're gonna do well against El Camino. Last week, these last few weeks have been kind of like upset type of weeks. I know. I think last week you you tried to say that they were gonna get upset last week, right? And I was very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that this speaks to Tory Pines being a great program. They schedule these games. If it's not one of their marquee matchups, even the teams that I guess want you want to say are ranked lower than them, they're they still get, very they quality. Teams. Yeah, Somewhere, they give everyone's best shot. Somewhere Bodie was smiling when you asked Christian that question. Somewhere. Yep. Right? He's like, "There you go, Noah. Take it to him. Hey, that's my guy, man. But at the end of the day, Bodie's my guy. But um, I think Tory Pines is going to continue their successful season and look for them to just build up every single week. And by the time it gets to come to league. Don't be surprised if Tory Pines there still. That'll do it for this block of games. You're listening to the Week 5 San Diego Prep Insider High School Football Preview Show and Tommy Morris's stunning realism of how old he is live. As always, this is all brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. Uh, we got one more segment of games and a pair of interviews to get to, so we will be right back, folks. Welcome back, Christian Pedersen, Noah Alexian, Tommy Morris. We're going to breeze through our last. We've got a, just a little snippet of games to get to here, and then we are on to the interviews. They're good. They're going to be good. Yeah, Desert Christian Academy is going to be taking on Calipatria. El Cajon Valley is going to be taking on Vincent Memorial and a huge opportunity for El Cajon Valley uh, to, uh, like, if they slip to two and two, or three and two, yeah, they're a good team if they can bounce back, get a, get another win. But let's 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 see this Braves team prove something to the county right here. Yuma versus Southwest El Centro. Holtville is taking on Palo Verde Valley. Brawley is traveling out to Cibola. Tri City Christian is hosting Saddleback Valley Christian. Saint Joseph Academy is hosting West Shores. And our final word on high school football, which is a new segment that we are coming up with now, just because we want to name segments, uh, is Del Norte taking on Rancho Bernardo. A little bit of a big brother, little brother type of matchup here. RB, one of the classical powerhouses in the North County. Del Norte, one of the newer strengths in the North County. So let's all close this out with just, just give me, give me who you like in this one. RB and Del Norte. I like RB, but it will be close. Del Norte coming off a big win against La Jolla. So it should be close. I like RB. I think they're very physical. And I think physicality at the end of the day is what's most important. La Jolla only loses to the top quality teams in San Diego County. So Del Norte will win this game. We'll be right back with 
the you're just gonna walk over that just not even yeah like, that, like that's a, that's a big oh, call that's the next one that, no yeah, that's a big that's a big prediction Right, yeah, I, I, I don't know if Donald has ever beaten RB in football. Well, we'll have to find out on Friday okay. night. Yeah, it's, I mean, prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. Prove Tommy wrong. Prove Christian right. Prove La Jolla High School football right that they only lose to the best. Yes, we'll be back with more interviews for the Week Five San Diego High School football preview show. Thank you very much for sticking around with all of our nonsense. Talk to you soon. All right, we are now lucky enough to be joined on the phone by Nathan Temple, the quarterback from Santana. He is part of a four and o, a four and O Sultan squad uh, that is doing quite well this season. Nathan, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing tonight? Sir, I'm doing great. How are you, dude? I'm doing really, really well. So four and O, man. Tell us all about like that has to feel pretty good, right? Oh, man, it's exciting. We haven't done like this in years. Oh, come on. It's exciting. We haven't been like this yeah, in years. Like, that, come on. That has to feel, it, as the quarterback. I mean, our team's going crazy, honestly. Uh, we got a lot of talent over here. The whole team's excited. We know we can do a lot of big things this year. And going 4-0 is just a start. Next is 5-0. We'll see how it goes from there. Well, so, okay, you guys got a big game against another 4-0 team. And like, we don't need to talk specifically about Montgomery or about the X's and O's of what's going on this week, but just kind of tell us about the atmosphere of this game. You know, midway point in the season, you guys are uh, undefeated turning heads. You're playing against another undefeated team. What's it like to have, you know, really meaningful, like all eyes on you guys type football going on this, you know, early in the season? You know, it's a great feeling, honestly. The whole team, they're thrilled. We got the whole community looking at us. They know this is a different Santana team with a lot of potential, and they're seeing us uh, keep on going and getting better every week, and every week they're expecting more and more and more out of us. And our whole team's going crazy. Like, they're excited for the season. They're excited for every game after this. They're working harder than ever. Um, everybody from our starting offense to starting defense, DBs, running backs, wide receivers, everyone's putting in 110% of practice, and it's all, it's all paying off. I don't know if you know this, but you're averaging winning games by 35 and a half points so far this year. What has it yes, been sir. like yes. playing in some of these games and how satisfying is it, you know, kind of, I don't want to say blowing teams out, but, but winning handily. I mean, honestly, it's great. We're getting a lot of our secondary, um, our secondary positions, a lot of playing time. We're expecting a lot. So by doing that, we're setting up our secondary teams to be playing better for our, every game that we're putting up a ton of points and it's working well. It's giving our starting guys a break. But it's really showing how good our offense and defense really is throughout the season. Just to kind of go off of Tommy's point, the last two weeks, a combined margin of victory of 89 points for zero points against. So um, you must kind of like your defense, too, for, for the first time in, in a while. You hit the quarterback. It, it, you, you look at it, you go, oh, wow, second half. I don't, I don't, we don't have to throw a ton. That you know, We can right. get comfortable. Yep. Um, our defense? We haven't seen the defense like this in a long time. I mean, they've really stepped up. I mean, they've been shutting out teams. I think we've, I think it's like 24 points we've let up. Uh, yeah, 26. So. Ah, 26. <laughs> yeah, 26. Uh, so, I mean, that's, oh my that's bad. Crazy. So, hey, so um, having this early success in the season, how do you keep your guys and how do you keep this team motivated to continue to have a great season instead of uh, having this early success and then slacking off? Um, honestly, I get on them. We get on them good. Get it in their heads. Hey, can't let off the gas pedal. All gas, no brakes. Got to work harder than ever. 
and got to expect that every team that we play is a better competition than the game before and that they have the potential to beat us. So we have to work harder than ever every week and make sure that we're working to be able to beat the teams that we're playing. I believe it was about three or four years ago when Santana was playing the Division Four playoffs if, or championship game, if I'm not, not mistaken. Yes. Where were you when that happened, and, and how much has that motivated you? Um, I was in the stands. So the starting quarterback was Josh Irwalt. He was a big mentor for me. I learned a lot from him, from him and he got me going really playing quarterback for the Santana Bulls. And I stood there in the stands, and I knew as soon as I saw that game that I wanted to be there one day. And that's what we're vouching for this year. We're hoping to get 15 games in and be in that state championship. Or the CIF championship, my bad. No, 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 no. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Yeah, there's, yes, there's no going back at this point. You have called it here on the show. You've heard it first. Santana is already coming for a state championship. He yes, didn't sir. even say California. Yeah. That, that, he might be coming for multiple yeah. states <laughs> worth of championships. Yeah, well, yeah, if you had to play a game in a different state, which one oh, would it God, be? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Let's... That's not a bad question. Okay, fine. It's, it's not. It... It's not. Wait, what? If you had to play a game, if you had to play a game against a team from a different state, which state would you pick? Uh, from another state, I, w- I would want to play New Mexico. Okay, why? Okay. Um, I have a lot of family out there, a lot of friends out there that I know that play, and they're ballers out there. They play for some good high schools, and I'd want to see the competition, see what it's like. Okay, we got to put this together. If Santana wins the state championship, they have to play state champion from New Mexico. Deal. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get that. We'll get that happening. Um. So, I, I mean, what changed from last year to this year over the last couple years? What, where, where did all, I mean, you guys didn't just all randomly show up one day and decide, okay, we're going to be right. good at football. Now. Like, like what changed? The mentality, I'd say. The mentality. We, we want, we want it. We want everything. We're working harder than most of the teams that have been at Santana. We're working. We're doing the extra. We're putting in the extra effort, the extra practices, the extra film. We're doing the extra to, to move on and motivate our players to win every single game possible. Uh, being on this uh, streak that you guys are on right now, usually a lot of times it uh, has to do with a pretty cool superstition or something like that. Do you have any, like, socks you have to wear on Fridays that you don't wash or, like, a certain song you have to listen um, to before the game? Um, I kind of got something. What, so what, what you got? For every away game and every home game, I wear the same long sleeve. I've been doing it the past two years. I wear the same exact white long sleeve for away games, same exact black long sleeve for home games. And before every game, no matter what, if it's home or away, I get in a arm, an arm throwing routine. I go in my locker room. I sit down for 10 minutes. I get the same receiver. And I go through the, the routine on the bench just working my angles. And I've been doing that every game, and I'm not going to let up. That's what's up. Hard work pays off. Um, I'll let, let, we'll, we'll close we'll close out on this moment, uh, this note. And remember, everybody, Friday night Santana is going to be taking on Montgomery in a battle of four and O teams. Uh, last week, I'm sure you saw that Helix beat Cathedral. Uh, yeah. Grossmont is is, is w- held the single game offensive record for about nine minutes uh, the, right. earlier this season. Uh, a couple of people have come on this podcast and say that San Diego high school football has shifted from being North County power to East County power. Mm-hmm. You guys seem like you're a little bit of a part of that kind of, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Talk about how we shifted. Yeah. How the, the, the balance of power seems to be shifting a little bit out to the East County this year. You know, it, it really it is. You're seeing the numbers, you're seeing the stats and a lot of these kids are putting up big points, big numbers. The teams are getting better. 
They're winning more games. And honestly, I think it's a shift of players. There's a lot of players coaching. There's been new coaches coming in to different schools, like Montgomery. They've supposedly they got a new coach from the college. They've got players transferred over, and it's been a whole different team. It's not the same team that we've seen in the past years. Um, we've got a new coach that's come in the past two years. He's getting our team motivated. He's getting us going crazy. And that's what's helping our mentality. It's making us a better team. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons. You can see him gunslinging it. He's wearing number nine for the Santana Sultans, Nathan Temple, the quarterback. Thank you very much for joining us, Nathan. And uh, best of luck this Friday night. All right, we are now joined by one of the most explosive players in the county, um, Robert Tucker from Grossmont. Uh, when Noah found out that we were having him on the show, Noah, Noah kind of rolls his eyes and goes, bro, I saw him in person last week, and dude is a dude. So, Mr. Tucker, thank you very much for joining us. How does it feel to be on a top 10 Grossmont team, one of the best Grossmont teams in the last 20 years? Uh, so it's pretty good. You know, we have a nice formula with Coach Carlo there. Uh, we just stay grinding and just keep moving. Okay, look, stay grinding and keep moving is a is a what you use for a, a run it for 180 yards and grid out a 17-14 win. That's not what you do when you're putting up 800 yards of offense. You guys are pretty explosive this year. I mean, this has to feel pretty good for you guys to, to be at this point where you're starting to turn some heads. You're you held the offensive record for a little bit before Tyler Buckner snuck up and snaked it from you. But, man, this has to be like a dream setup for you this season offensively. Yeah, it really is. We got uh, Jimmy Odom and Brody Tricker. That really helped us. The offensive line's been blocking way better. And a couple of other players have been helping us out. So we've just all been working together. Uh, talk a, a little bit about what the preparation's like week to week with your coaching staff. Because I know uh, when you guys, if you haven't watched them play, Grossmont's a team that's very exciting. Uh, they run a lot of they big plays. They take a lot of shots, uh, screens. They get their best players in open field. What's that like every week going through the game plan with those coaches? Uh, it's very exciting. We like watching film together. We always watch film as a team. There's a lot of prepar preparation here. Uh, we're always worried about the next game, what, is our, what our opponent's going to do. And we're just going to stay focused and do play our game. So far through the season, 434 rushing yards, 314 receiving yards. Um, are you going for? Are you going to be able to eclipse a thousand on both? Like, is that something that you ever thought would be possible, or, or are we all just catching up to what you guys have known for a couple months now? Uh, I didn't really think anything was possible like that. I just just kept my head down and just played my game play our game you know as a team we're going to keep grinding and it's just like let's do what we do so right now you guys are sitting at three and oh one of the few remaining undefeated teams in san diego you're taking on valley view this friday night kind of just walk us through what the vibe is what what the atmosphere is like for you guys out out there at grossmont well friday night's our homecoming game so it's homecoming week and That's what's up. you know homecoming is very very live. Yeah, we have a very early homecoming. But yeah, we've been watching it for a month out of you. We look like a good opponent. And we're just very focused and hardworking right now. I got a question here. So four rushing touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns. What's more satisfying? A rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown? Uh, I'm going to go with rushing. Why? I like I like running through people. Breaking <laughs> yeah, that's away. the answer I was looking for. 
So every offensive player or, or group has some sort of ritual, superstition, routine, anything that you guys can share uh, that, that's maybe one of the, the underlying secrets to your success this year? Uh, I think I'm going to keep that under the wraps. I don't think anybody needs to know what we do. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Come on, at least share us like some. You're not mute- like biting the head off a live animal or something like that. No, nothing that. Great. <laughs> no, Tommy, no, no, this no, is no, La Jolla. No. Um, so come on, come on, at least tell it. Like, like what, what, what are you listening to pregame? Like, what, what's going on in the locker room? What, what are you? Who's got control of the tunes? And what are you guys listening to? Uh, it's mostly the senior team controlled tunes, but we just really stay focused. No joking around. We just like stay focused in the locker room, focus on our jobs, and execute them when the game time comes. So. We, uh, we just spoke with Nathan Temple, the quarterback, out at Santana. He was our previous interview on the show, and we asked him the same question. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you on here, too, as an East County player. You obviously saw that Helix beat Cathedral last week. You guys are in the top 10. Uh, Steel Canyon, I consider them an East County team. They're in the top 10. Santana's undefeated. El Cajon Valley's having a great season. It just, all, in general, seems like the balance of power in, in San Diego high school football is starting to shift out to the East County. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, can I say East County has been putting up numbers. You know, that's what we do. It's just is what it is. He looks very good team, feels very good team. And Santana, I see Santana's balling. And you got us, and we're just going to stay focused and just balling. So you guys obviously will have Helix on the schedule eventually, and you'll have a ton more games. But like you mentioned, it's homecoming this Friday night, September 20th at Grossmont, 7 p.m. game. Get there early. Tommy? What's the theme for homecoming? Oh, good. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, the theme for homecoming is um, secret agent type stuff. Sweet. Like we're about to yeah. They're coming different. So are you going to be in like a tuxedo during the game? Or are you going to be all suave into the end zone doing some James Bond stuff? Or, or, or is that only for after the game? That's for after the game, after you, the game. You, oh, no. If you're really cool, you flip the script, you do some Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Tommy, you and your Charlie. equality, man. You and your equality. All right, Robert Tucker, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. Um, I, like, okay, I, just, I have to read this off one more time. Like, just... Just so that everybody knows, so far uh, through only three games, he has 434 rushing yards and he has 314 receiving yards. If I never was, had that in a season in high school. <laughs> I never had that in a single season and he has it through three games. If we had like a fantasy football oh draft, first pick, first pick, <laughs> I'm picking him number one. Think about it. You get the receiving yards, the rushing yards, the touchdowns. All right, well, we'll leave you with that. Robert, thank you very much for joining us. He wears number five. Go check him out this Friday night. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much.